Welcome to Connect Canyons, a podcast sponsored by Utah's newest and fifth largest school district. Learning is about making connections, and here at Canyons School District, we invite you to connect and learn with us. I'm your host, Kirsten Stewart. Try imagining life without computers. Impossible, right? Technology has changed how we consume news and entertainment, make travel plans, stay in touch with our friends, shop, and even learn. We've become so entangled with the devices we've created that we can scarcely live without them. Yet, a surprising number of us have no access to a computer or reliable internet at home, a reality faced by an estimated 5,000 of Canyons District's 34,000 students. Technology has always been a fixture of our classrooms, which is why this year schools had enough devices on hand to get them into the hands of students in need. But COVID-19 has not only changed how schools use technology, it's altered how we define the digital divide. A family may have a computer at home, maybe even two computers and Wi-Fi, but two computers and two computers worth of bandwidth doesn't really cut it when working parents and three school-aged children need computing access all at once or for the better part of the day. Going forward, schools need a more permanent and portable solution for providing students with equitable access to the tools they need to succeed. And in Canyons, that solution is known as the Connect Canyons campaign, no relation to a podcast of said title. Here to talk about the campaign and explain why it's a social and economic imperative is Canyons IT Director Scott McCombs and Canyons Education Foundation Officer Denise Haycock. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Scott, let's start with you. Describe, if you would, our one-to-one efforts to get technology into the hands and backpacks of every student. As I understand it, the district is moving away from stationary computer labs and instead building a stockpile of portable iPads and Chromebooks to be loaned to students. We are. So we we are introducing one-to-one at all levels. Um, it's a little bit of a different model. So in the secondary schools, I call it a, a 24-7 model, meaning that the students in both middle and high school will take the device home with them and uh, back to school every day. Um, at the elementary level, there's actually two models there. Uh, so the first is K through 1 will be one-to-one with iPads, and that will be classroom-based, so every student will have a dedicated device that remains in the classroom. At, uh, at the elementary, again, two through five, it will be Chromebook classroom-based, so every student will have a Chromebook uh, dedicated to them that will stay in the classroom. It's important for our students. It's also important for our teachers. So technology is so foundational to so much of what we do in all of our lives. As I've listened to our teachers, principals, and administrators reflect on the past year, the one thing they all remark upon is how the pandemic has reinforced the centrality of relationships to all learning. Students need to feel connected to their teachers and peers for learning to happen. But we've also learned that for many students, it's possible to make those connections outside of conventional classroom instruction. And it sounds cliche, but as it's been said, learning is no longer confined to the four walls of a classroom. The reality is some students really benefit from a combination of face-to-face instruction with online learning. And of course, computers are just one of the tools these students need to succeed. They also need access to Wi-Fi, which is slightly a more complicated challenge. 
you know, complicated problems have complicated solutions. And, and one of the reasons it is so complicated is because there's not one reason that students don't have access. And so, you know, and it, it could be that uh, the family's unable to pay for access. It could be that the, the family um, has some access, but limited. It's not enough to be able to do the, the full online. Um, there are scenarios where families are moving, um, you know, so many of us today live paycheck to paycheck that uh, there are families who are really having to make very difficult decisions. Should, should we buy food this month or should we uh, pay car insurance? Should we pay off medical bills or should we be buying the internet for our students? And, and so um, there are so many complicated issues that families are trying to solve as well that it causes the digital divide to be a very complicated issue to solve. Well, here in Canyons District, we love a good challenge, right? How are we working to resolve the connectivity issue for families? Uh, even before the pandemic, we started uh, with the board's approval and support. We started with a, a partnership with T-Mobile. And that partnership is called Internet Essentials 2.0. And what that allowed us to do was to give uh, 550 students a filtered uh, hotspot with unlimited data and, um, and then also to be able to send a Chromebook home so that they could use that as the personal device. Um, and, and that uh, project has had some very good success. Um, when the pandemic hit, we realized that the need was even greater than what we were first starting with. And so we added an additional 250 hotspots, uh, bringing our total up to 800 that we've deployed. In addition to that, we've been working with uh, Comcast Internet Essentials. And um, Comcast allows families who have financial need to apply. Um, if they are approved, then the district pays for the Comcast Internet Essentials, which is 25 uh, meg per second, um, which is is adequate. It's not the bandwidth that many of us have and experience, but it is adequate to be able to get at least two students working on, on the internet. Um, we pay for that. Um, we're funding it at least for this year, and we hope to be able to fund it through uh, the foundation and through district resources ongoing as well. So that will be a need that, um, you know, Comcast is a, is a great program. We hope to continue to expand that, and that will be a need that will go on from year to year. In addition, we're also looking at, uh, we've partnered with UETN, and we're doing a project called CBRS slash LTE. And that project has gained quite a bit of national recognition, um, primarily through Murray School District's efforts. Uh, but what that means is from our Midville Middle School, we are broadcasting our network, uh, Canyon's network, um, out into the community. And we're trying to uh, 
to refine this project where we can get more coverage into the community. It does require special radios, special hotspots to be able to take advantage of it. Um, but we do have hope that, that we will be successful in this project and be able to expand it to other locations. And then really the final way that we're working on trying to solve connectivity is through a project called Edgerome. Edgerome is um, a system that's in over 100 countries and it's primarily being used in higher education. Um, and it, it would allow a student who, say, is going to Salt Lake Community College to be able to take their account up to, say, the University of Utah, uh, get on the University of Utah's Edgerome network, and then uh, the credentials are authenticated back through Salt Lake Community College. Uh, the U would then offer that student bandwidth on their network, and it, it works very well. Okay, so in the example you used, you're saying Salt Lake Community College students would be able to access their college network while visiting the University of Utah campus. They would just log in using their community college credentials, but in essence would be borrowing some of the University of Utah's bandwidth. Doing it this way gives the U, I guess, assurance that the student will be subject to whatever safety filters and controls the community college has in place. In other words, that the student won't be abusing their access while creating a welcoming learning environment for all students. There's no cost to participating organizations other than the periodic use of some of their bandwidth. So it sounds like a win-win to me. How does it work with K-12 schools? I understand we're working with our community and business partners to host free EduRome learning zones so that anywhere Canyon students see the EduRome symbol, they know they can access Wi-Fi to do their schoolwork. So in K through 12 in the state of Utah, we've taken advantage of it. UETN's uh, primary focus has been on sporting events. So if a student from Washington County is traveling to uh, Santa Quin, then they're able to get on that network, authenticate back through Washington County, and then be able to use the bandwidth from that, that other uh, district. We've tried to take that idea and expand it to uh, be able to push it out to county and cities um, where if they would allow that Edgerome network on their network, our students would be able to authenticate back to canyons um, and then use those county or city bandwidths to be able to uh, connect. And that way it helps really any student or staff who has an Edgerome account. Well, I can see how all of these solutions will come into play. And I really like the Edgerome because, you know, it's not just about getting our students onto the Internet. It's about also providing our employees, college students, and students from other school districts with access. If this took root in local businesses and municipalities throughout the state, it could really help realize the dream of personalized education, which is to give students more control over the pace and place of their learning. I really think... Um we need all of these different solutions to handle different um, different types of problems. So if a student is traveling between mom and dad's houses on the weekends, Comcast isn't the right solution. Maybe a hotspot is. Um, if, you know, if a family has more than one student in need, then a hotspot's maybe not the right solution. Comcast is maybe a better because it has higher bandwidth. Um, 
and and we know we have needs so being able to get out into the community with the cbrs project is is going to be a good solution for those who live kind of close to our radios that we're able to uh, spread out and then edurome really can help many students uh, both higher ed and and our students and staff once we get the communities and the cities really engaged and, and committed. Denise, let's talk about the foundation's role. The Education Foundation is the nonprofit fundraising arm of Canyons, and in terms of funding, all of this sounds like a really ambitious goal, which is why the district has secured federal grants, invested its own resources, and forged partnerships with technology companies to make it happen. I gather we've also had some support from our municipal partners. That is very true. The municipal partners have been wonderful. Uh, White City in particular gave us a large amount of funds to help support the schools in White City. Draper City helped support us as well. And the other city governments are looking at um, building up their infrastructure to help with Edurome. So we are getting a lot of support from our city government. Canyons is doing is we're looking at all opportunities for funding. We're not just going the foundation is covering all of this or grants are covering all of this. We're looking at however we can get the funds, that's what we're going to do. And the foundation's excited to be part of that and to provide some of the funding for it. Of course, we couldn't cover everything for every student, but we want to do our part. And we know that our business partners and other individuals are also looking for a way to give back. And yeah, how have businesses responded? The Foundation Board jumped on the Connect Canyons initiative wholeheartedly. That's something they believe in. When Scott explained it to the Foundation Board, this is where we're putting all of our focus right now. So what we're doing is reaching out to business partners and individuals to see if they want to donate to help us fund this process to get the one-on-one in the classrooms. So one business in particular that has already worked with us is the Griffles Biomat, and they donated $21,000 so that Sandy Elementary, the entire school, can have their devices and a camera in every classroom. So they just adopted an entire school. We want to make it so people can say, I want to adopt a student I want to cover a student's computer or their internet connection, or I want to get a camera for a classroom. So you can do just one, or you can do a hundred, or you can do a school. So whatever a business or individual wants to provide, we're giving them that opportunity to give back to Canyons and make sure every student has what they need. You mentioned the cameras, which are live streaming kits for our classrooms. Um, These make it possible for our teachers to broadcast their lessons live so that students who are in quarantine this year or learning from home due to COVID, they can also be involved in the in-person instruction, right? All students can kind of take part in uh, the daily classroom activities. Well, we did, um, and I think you actually interviewed someone, and we got to see that in action where they were giving a lesson with the online camera. Um, Students are at home, but it just made it so much easier with the tools that they need for the students who are at home to give real high quality instruction in both classroom and online. So that's important, especially for those teachers that understand that technology and really grasp it and can use it. Um, We want to make that available to any teacher that wants to have that available. Now, one of the foundation's focus is to support student families who are struggling financially. So I'm guessing the Comcast internet subscriptions are a big part of your push. 
That's key. I mean, these kids, if they don't have the internet and they can't get online, it does no good. So um, having that partnership with Comcast and being able to pick up the balance for those families who are economically disadvantaged and say, you know, we'll cover that for you so that your students can have the internet access. So that's a key piece to make sure we're equitable amongst all students and that finances aren't going to stop you from being on the internet. I understand, Denise, you've come up with some fun ways for local businesses to get involved or even families and Kenya's district employees. We are going to launch um, next week um, a way for businesses to be recognized for donating and giving back to the schools. So we're creating badges on different levels. There'll be bronze, gold, uh, platinum, and so on. Um, and we'll start with a badge also just at a $100 level. If you want to put a window cling in your car window to say, you know, I support my student, um, that's we're going to have that available as well. So businesses can get competitive too. So we're want, hey, yeah, if you want to have a lot of badges and show your support for canyons and what you're giving back, um, we're going to provide a badge and also an electronic badge for their social media pages. Well, this is really inspiring to hear how in times of trouble we can pull together as a community and even find ways to innovate and do what we've always done a little better. It is. It's important. Uh, you know, the pandemic has been such a terrible thing for our country and for the world, for our community. Um, if there is any positive that has come from it, I think it's that it's acted as a catalyst to really force us to improve and change how we educate. And, um, and I, I think we should see that as, as the opportunity that it is and seize this opportunity and never go back. We, there are things that we're doing today that help us be a, a better educational institution. You know, I'm, I am grateful for everyone's hard support. Uh, they've worked hard at, at making all of these um, solutions successful. And uh, a large part of that is communicating out to the community and helping them become involved. So we appreciate the community's efforts as well. And, uh, you know, people ask me what, what I want to do. And I, my response is I want to change the world. And I truly believe through the efforts that the district is making in bridging this digital divide that we are changing the world, that we're, we're doing it one student, one family at a time. And that's inspiring. That's powerful. You've been listening to Connect Canyons. This episode was reported by Kirsten Stewart and edited and produced by Stephanie Christensen. Tune in next week. And if you like our storytelling, be sure to encourage a friend to subscribe.